Hey, this is Cody from Set It Off, and you're listening to the Rock Sound Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Rock Sound Podcast. I'm Will Cross, junior editor at the magazine. Joining me as always, Tamsin Wills. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. It's ever so warm in here. <laughs> it's very warm. If I if you if I start sounding a bit like raspy and like if like I'm melting by the end of it, that'll that'll be what's happening. I'm literally melting in my seat. <laughs> good week though. Yeah, it's it's been a good week. There's like so much going on and. I'm excited for September to come around and gig season to properly start again. Because, oh, for sure. Um, my diary is very quickly filling up <laughs> with a lot of things that I want to go to. Awesome. And Mr. Jack Rogers, how are you? Hello, Will Cross. Hello. <laughs> yeah, things are all right, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're looking very happy this week. I mean, like, I try my best. Like, it's... It's, it's I think the day that Jack looks sad will be a terrible day for us all. <laughs> I mean, like even even if I try and look a bit sad, I just look I look like a puppy who's done something wrong. Yeah, yeah, I think but, that's fair. That's yeah. fair. But, yeah, this week's been all right. Like um, my my achievement of the week, I didn't go to Arc Tangent Festival mm. the weekend. And I got really sad, but then I was told during Converge's set that the rain like beating down was coming in sideways so, oh wow okay. so i was quite happy to be at home watching dry match, yeah, watching, yeah. Ma- watching match of the day with um a pint of tea <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so silver linings everything lovely stuff um cool so last week thank you so much for subscribing thank you so much for checking out the podcast uh, last week we had mr josh franceschi uh, mr tay jardine and mr dallin weeks on the podcast so it was a bumper episode Huge reaction, really, really brilliant, really different, interesting chats for so many different reasons. Uh, so that was great. But this week, uh, we have got One Miss Ling Gun, album release, Dave, All We Know of Heaven, All We Need of Hell, uh, second album from Paris. Um, so we've got Lynn chatting to us about all things that album, what's been going on with Paris and what's to come. Uh, we've got Mr. Britton Bond from Wage War, bringing a bit of mosh, heavier vibes to the podcast. Um, They've just released their album, Deadweight, which is uh, selling a crazy amount over in the States uh, and is uh, blowing a chasm into the heavier, more mainstream world, which is very interesting. So I chatted to him about that. And also a new feature, new band Spotlight. Um, We've banged on pretty much every episode about a band called Stand Atlantic uh, from Sydney, Australia, uh, a pop punk trio. Uh, We spoke to frontwoman um, Bonnie Fraser uh, all about that because we want to introduce that band to you guys and um, hear it from Bonnie herself. Uh, Absolutely brilliant bunch of guys and uh incredible band but obviously we've said that a lot before and we'll say it again later in this podcast so uh stay tuned for that but first the news um neck deep have been at number two in the midweeks with the uh, peace and the panic fingers crossed that they get well of course a number one if not top five at least that'll be incredible um saint was the secret support to against the current last night at their special borderline show absolutely insane Linkin Park will continue as a band. Um, obviously, there's a lot to process at the moment with that. Um, but fingers crossed we will see those guys again. Uh, and absolutely all our thoughts are with them. Um, brand new. Surprise dropped their fifth album, uh, Science Fiction, after eight years. Uh, Tamsin, are you into it? I'm like, I've hand on heart, I've never been the biggest brand new fan. But I think like 
the way they've just gone about releasing this album, it's like they brand nude, brand new. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. everyone kind of knew, like, where, where, when they kind of put out news of it, but it was they didn't even really put any details out there. It was, they were just like, it's coming. And then, yeah, we'll just drop it the next day. No biggie. Like, th- like so much planning would have gone into that, and I can only applaud them. And there's one song on there which has got a kind of like a country bluesy feel, which I'm really, really digging. Awesome, yeah, yeah. That band just do not play by any rules, no, and uh, they break every rule in the music releasing book. They do, and break the internet in the process. So, yeah, uh, yeah I mean, I, I, I'm a lifelong brand new boy. Um, I, I'm, it's, uh, it's, it's definitely a grow. It's a challenging album, but I'm really into it. There's a song called Out of Manor on it, which is insane. And there's a bit at the end that sounds a lot like could have been on second album Deja Intendu. Uh, more on that later. So, uh, big into it, Jack. Yeah, it's all right, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> It's alright, it's fine. No, 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 no sort of, no yeah. hooks on it that you're sort of being drawn in by? No, it's just banter really, isn't it? Like, <laughs> like just break, break the internet, break people's headphones. Break people's hearts. Break oh, people's yeah. hearts. Yeah, just brand new. <laughs> I mean, my Twitter feed has literally just been non-stop brand new ever since, like, it first came out. And I mean, like, announcing... A show at Brixton Academy as well, which is for them really, really quite small. Mm. Like they're just they're just throwing yeah. every rule out the window. Like um, I think because obviously they're meant they're meant to be splitting up next year, so I think they're just going balls to walls, and they're just like you know what, fuck it. So more on that in the coming weeks as we listen to it more. Um, Jackie Vincent's Cry Venom, ex uh, Fallen in, Rever- in Fallen in Reverse, yeah, Fallen in Reverse guitarist, um, has released uh, their debut video. Um, super interesting. Maybe more on that as it comes. Um, I don't know how, but they found me. Of course, Woo! Dylan Weeks, uh, Ryan Seaman, who's also ex Fallen in Reverse, um, have released their debut song. Uh, released it as we released our exclusive interview with him last Friday. So uh, super cool, everyone. I know all you guys absolutely love it, and uh, you know, big up to. Uh, Dallin, and of course Ryan as well and uh, to finish up the news this week um, Paris video for anyone else was released earlier in the week and Lingan has written a, a really interesting uh, very honest uh, account of uh, what was behind her lyrics of that song how personal it was that was really really interesting to see alongside the video and song and uh, a bit more of a brand new vibe uh, they covered Jesus Christ as well from the devil and God of Raging inside me absolutely brilliant um, so yeah, it was out today we'll tie that straight into our first interview uh ling gun absolutely brilliant we um we chatted to her all about the new album all we know of heaven all we need of hell been absorbing that album for like maybe maybe like over a month now maybe it's coming up two months so many layers to it uh, it's 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 an album that just unveils i said this to lynn it unveils its secrets the more you listen and that's exactly what you want from an album so much staying power so many bangers on it um so yeah this is my chat with ling gun on album release day here we go Cool. So, Lynn, thank you so much for joining us on the Rock Sound Podcast. Thank you for joining me. Oh, absolute or pleasure. Me letting me join you. Not, <laughs> you're not joining anything with me. <laughs> so I'm joining you guys. <laughs> I've ambushed Lynn very early on a, on a Wednesday morning. I've ambushed Lynn at a hotel. But yeah, um, <laughs> congratulations on All We Know of Heaven, All We Need of Hell uh, being released on Friday. Thank you. Say, absolutely loving it. Had it for maybe like a month now, so I've kind of absorbed it. A lot Good. to take in. Um, how does it feel then to finally be getting this album out to people? It feels. It doesn't feel ready for me, like emotionally. Um, 
it's because I feel like a lot of the stuff I'm still really attached to and we've literally been working on it since we got into the studio and we've whether it's been with like visuals or just getting finishing masters and, and like mixed notes and everything it's been a long going process and it's like finally kind of ending um so it feels weird it's kind of sad i'm kind of sad to like let it go and <laughs> let it run free and run its course but i think it'll be really beautiful at the same time awesome and looking back across the whole process then uh listening back to the album now how do you feel about you know these songs that have taken on so much life you know over this long period i feel great about it because I, fe- I feel like with white noise um the songs had a, they had a life when we first made them, and then they obviously take take new meaning over time. But um, with White Noise, it was kind of hard for that. But with this record, it's still like I'm still discovering little just weird subconscious things that tie together throughout the record, and still really just absorbing it ourselves too. Um, so it's really exciting. But it also, like I said, it also makes it feel like we're not ready yet. But I think it's kind of cool that if we're still in this discovery stage of just still like not analyzing it but like absorbing it in this time and everybody else is doing it at the same time it's kind of cool and collaborative with with our audience so awesome cool yeah very cool and um in terms of the actual recording process you recorded in a haunted church in new we york did. <laughs> <laughs> takes inside that a bit um we th- there was no intention to record at a haunted church it just we wanted to record in a really cool sp- really cool vibe and um we found this church and it just so happened to be haunted we found that out after we'd booked it (laughs) um but it wasn't it wasn't anything bad it wasn't anything crazy um it would just you'd feel like cold spots everywhere you'd hear walking people walking around in rooms where nobody was nobody's in the rooms um you hear people coming down the stairs and nobody'd be at the bottom and like lights would turn on and off but just little things they were just like a little pest they weren't (laughs) They weren't evil or anything. <laughs> There's no demonic spirits or anything. <laughs> Amazing. And so it was quite a quite an eventful recording process then yeah. in a lot of ways. Like. Oh yeah, it was it was so fun. It was like we went back up there recently to do some other stuff just to kinda get ahead on a couple little things we can't talk about yet. Oh, okay. Um <laughs> but yeah, we went up there for like a weekend and it just like threw me back immediately. I wanted to cry. I missed it so much because it, it was like a really heavy time for me, but it was also really beautiful. It was the first place all of us had had to, all of us had like any sort of stability um, in like three years. So that place was like our home. That was our jam. And like, I don't know, we had, so, we had a lot of just like cozy fall family vibes going on up there that whole whole process was nice compared to when uh white noise was released um how does it feel very different it feels very different yeah um it like it was a positive experience and it was also it was really heavy for me it was like i think for all of us actually because we it was like our like i said it was our first like stable environment we were in in like three years and it was the first time we actually had a chance to just sit back and reflect on things so we were like well, what do we do with ourselves now? And it was, um, we all dealt with it very differently. And, and for me, I just kind of like shut down and shut off. And um, so a lot of a lot of being up there and a lot of the recording process was just like trying to dig through and like find emotions and like pull them <laughs> out and be like, it's okay, you can, you can actually fail again. Like you can, you don't have to put on, you don't have to like work through or be stressed or pressured. Like you don't have to have a game face on. You can just, you can be, you can be present. Um, so that was a big thing. 
Cool, yeah, because um, obviously absorbing the album over the past month or so, um, I've really dug into the lyrics on it. And like you say, I mean, it, it's it's the lyrics are very heavy at points. Um, so what we hear across um, All We Know of Heaven, is that essentially what you went through across the white noise cycle? A good chunk of it, yeah. All for, all, everything from like relationship turmoil to inner turmoil to, <laughs> yeah, just a collection, a lot of, a lot of different things happening. So. Because a song like Half is, is you know, pretty brutal lyrically. And I, you did um, the cover with us. And I, I read about how at times, you know, on tour, you'd be doing these amazing things, but you'd feel um, kind of perfectionist about your performances. And you, and that would kind of lead you to feeling almost kind of slightly absent at times. And, and that yeah. must have been really, really hard to go through. So was this was this a kind of therapy in that regard? Totally. It, it, was, it was a chance to kind of admit that and just, like, let that out. Because that was something I never was really vocal about. Cause I was just afraid of what what people would think, and afraid people would think was, we were like ungrateful or not appreciative of where we are. Cause that's entirely not the case. We are so grateful for where we are, but like something in my brain is just always like picking myself apart constantly and just making everything way more difficult than it needs to be. And like I don't know, I ruin a lot of situations for myself, but working on that. <laughs> still, still, it's very much a work in progress, but. Um, getting much better than that's before. awesome so songs like um what's wrong say um i mean the chorus of that i mean it's you know so you don't need a metaphor for you to know i'm miserable like is that is that kind of how um was that about that then in a sense that you know it's almost like people didn't understand in a way and how you were feeling I, I remember writing that line and i remember or i remember that was like the first song i wrote lyrically when we got up to the to the studio and we like finally settled in and um i was just I was miserable and I was I was so unhappy and just like stressed and and just so confused and overwhelmed and like didn't know what to do with that and I was like trying to find the best way to write about it and I was like trying to find all these different metaphors and I was trying to find all these different all this different imagery and um, trying to find something to mask it just to make it like more artistic and something people would it like just I guess something way less blunt and straightforward and then at the end of the day I was just like can I swear oh yeah I was just yeah. like fuck it like <laughs> I'm just gonna come straight out and just say it like um I, I sat for hours trying to think of something or just like the the most uh I guess um the easiest way to swallow that feeling and then swallow that like admitting that and and it was just ended up being just like no, fuck it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't think of anything, and so that's what I did. Um, but I think it says something because I think uh, this record has like a lot of the, a lot of the imagery and a lot of the metaphors kind of shipped away. It's still there, but I think much less than White Noise was. Yeah, definitely. How does the title tie into the album? What was kind of behind that? It was so random. We were up in Sacramento finishing our music videos with our director. We were finishing the first video, just editing. And um, we wanted to put some kind of dialogue or poem at the beginning of um, the transition video for Heaven. And we just wanted to like kind of encompass the record and just like set the, set the tone and get the vibe right. And um, I couldn't find anything for like a whole day. I was like just constantly researching, like looking in books, just trying to find any little any little like breadcrumb to follow and like just go down and um i gave up for the day and i was watching a ted talks like later than i just to go to sleep and it was the woman had quoted like the emily emily dickinson poem and um she quoted the last line and i was like that's so beautiful oh my god so i looked up the whole poem and it it's super short 
but it says a lot and there's a lot of different contexts you can take and a lot of different interpretations you could have with it um and so i i don't know it, it just like hit me a lot so i was like i was like i think this might be cool so i wrote it down and kind of started like testing the waters and sending it out and a lot of people were like yeah so it was um it was good it was kind of serendipitous too because it i didn't realize this at all or i didn't realize this at the time we recorded in the church (laughs) heaven and hell and then a a very subtle theme on the record and this was another kind of thing that just i think subconsciously was weaved throughout and something realized afterwards mentions like a lot of duality and balance and um pushing and pulling and tearing and being torn in different directions and um, so it really kind of like reflects that. That's really cool. Because, yeah, I was going to say about the kind of duality aspects of the album, because um, we've been t- touching on a lot of kind of heavier themes. And a- as it goes along, I feel that there's almost um, there's almost a kind of defiance kicks in towards the end of the album, um, especially on a song like No Mercy, uh, <laughs> when it's saying, you know, it's like the way when the chorus is saying, let, you know, let it rain and things like that. It really feels like it's almost like, you know, you've got this out of you now and it's like, you're like, come on, bring it on. I mean, is that, yeah. am I right in saying that? Totally. Yeah. I th- uh, that song was actually, that was funny because that was, we'd started that uh, maybe like two or three months before we actually got to the studio. It was just like a little writing session. And um, a lot of the times, or not, f- for this record, not necessarily, but on White Noise a lot of the time, like, I would feel compelled to write something that I wouldn't really know what it was about. And I was like, I don't know how this relates to me but like something in my head and something in my gut is like is, is like hearing this so put it down and, and get it out and it feels good to get it out in that moment but I'm like I don't know what this means yet and um over time yeah it definitely took it definitely like manifested into something and I, I like that interpretation of it much more of oh just cool like kind of just giving not giving up but just being like all right bring it on yeah like a sort of acceptance <laughs> either, yeah yeah either an acceptance or just like no i fucking got this shit like don't don't fuck with me that's it that's it <laughs> either or um awesome be taken either way that's very cool and um as well with heaven being a lead single uh, what kind of led to that decision we had gotten a few mixes back and it was like between between like four or five songs that we wanted to put out first and um everybody was like heaven 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 and um I think it. I think it fits really well, just because it's. It starts off really vulnerable and stripped down, and um, something that like we've incorporated, not necessarily on white noise, but it's been something we've done with like the empty room sessions and like the stripped back stuff. Um, so I think it was kind of cool to start it with that, and then it goes into this like banger. So, or I guess my definition of a banger, but, um, <laughs> maybe not everybody's standards, but that's okay. Not trying to please everybody. Um, yeah, no, it's just it's dynamic, it's diverse. It really showcases Brian and Alex, and um, it just felt like it was the right next step and the most mature thing. Right. Got a natural progression. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think it made the most sense from everything else. And um, and beyond all this as well, you got Brixton coming up yeah. at the end of the year. That that's big. Like, yeah. how you be, yeah, <laughs> what what can we expect? Um, we've got a few tricks up our sleeve. We're finalizing, um, like stage production and stuff right now. I'm really excited about it. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. Cool. 
very excited because yeah. um, I saw you guys uh, Shepherd's Bush Empire earlier in the year as well and um, the stage that you had there was was really really cool is that yeah. is that kind of something that maybe you're going to carry over or is it going to be all, all new or I don't want to pressure too know. much but <laughs> it, it, might, it might reference that a little bit it might be elaborated on a bit I don't know I'll have to come and find out <laughs> <laughs> cool and um, a lot of new material as well yeah 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 I want to play as much as we can we've been we've we've been we've been on tour all summer and like in the middle of touring and then in the middle of doing videos and everything so we haven't um had too much time to rehearse so the past the past week before we came over here we were like learning two new songs and then when we go back we're going to be learning some more so hopefully we'll get it all all ready to go (laughs) by by the uh actual tour (laughs) (laughs) i was like i was like not arguing with management but i was like giving them shit i was like guys we have no time to actually learn like the new record <laughs> like what is going on <laughs> this is not okay <laughs> but um we'll, we'll get it we'll be good cool yeah, cause yeah. i guess i guess to be- <laughs> i mean i guess to finish up like on that on that kind of uh, angle um, there is so much going on musically on the album um yeah you know like i mean i'm hearing things like harp on mm-hmm. the album and like organ and things like that i mean it's a, a lot going on uh, you know and within one song as mm-hmm. well so how's that going to translate live We've got some tricks up our sleeve. We've got some. We've got some magical things we got that we use. We use a lot of um, like sample pads. So we'll like layer sounds together on that, and um, Brian will play a lot of those. And we have we got some really cool patches on on our keyboard and stuff. Unfortunately, we can't afford a live harp player or organ player, but um, we've got we've got ways to do it on our own. So. <laughs> very cool very yeah. excited um of course cool. so i guess to finish up then um in terms of this new era coming in now uh right at the start of it um is this the most positive that the band have felt it's ironic because i f- i feel like as a band and as far as like the creative aspect absolutely um and i but i think for at least for me personally like performance wise and everything else that comes with this it's like the complete opposite but being worked through um i'll get there it'll be good but yeah i think creatively and like just as far as being proud of the record and confident in that absolutely yeah without a doubt very very cool lynn thank you so much for joining us thank you awesome so uh yeah lynn gunn there absolutely brilliant chat brought us on everything to do with the new album tamsin i know you're a big paris girl I am. What are you I saying? I certainly am. <laughs> I mean, like, like, so, like, we've kind of been sat on this album for a couple months now, and even though I've listened to it through quite a few times, I'm, I've still found myself every time they've put out a single, I'm just like, oh, there's a new song, even though I know what it sounds like. I'm st- like, and I think that's that's really nice, like, for us as well. When even though we've we've heard a record, we're like, okay, smashed it. No, even when they're like, oh, we're putting out a new song on Friday or whatever. And it's like, oh, what's it going to be? It's like, (laughs) I I literally have it in front of me. I can listen to it whenever I want. But like, I still get so excited for them as well. Um, This album is like straight up perfection. I can't find a fault with it at all. Um, And I think what's really nice with the chat with Lynn, like she she's so completely open and honest about like the emotional pain she's gone through how she's dealt with it how that's then transformed into writing as she said writing this album has been like therapy for her and i think that's what how some of the best music comes out is when people use writing music as their therapy to get to 
kind of fight their battles with themselves and like learn from it and kind of grow and like use that as an escapism i think that's like some of the most beautiful music comes out that way and that that shows in the new album definitely yeah i mean something i love that she said to me was that um she didn't say like oh you know everything's brilliant now everything's oh it's so great you know she was like you know things are being worked through still but you know i'm gonna do it i'm gonna get there it's so cool to hear something like that i think it's really nice as well to to kind of see her being like nervous and not ready to put it out there like she's completely just put everything out there in that record and as discussed in the interview there's there's a lot of darkness to the lyrics and a lot of pain in them and you can tell she's a little bit scared to be like literally everyone's gonna know how i've been feeling and that is terrifying and it is terrifying but she's i think she's handling it really really well oh so, yeah like big up lynn like oh, you're smashing sure. it girl for sure absolutely and jack into it uh oh yeah big style my favorite part of that chat was just learning that the place we recorded it was haunted like i was well into that like wh- i i bloody <laughs> love such a paris i thing bloody love it is. i bloody love ghosts <laughs> but the fact that like they recorded the album in a place and they could hear like people like walking down the stairs and like you can hear it on the album as well and just like the whole atmosphere of everything they've done for this campaign i mean well for one happy release day paris way yeah 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 burr, 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 <laughs> but yeah I really hope people are going to get behind this in the way that it deserves to be. There's so much love and care and consideration gone into it. And to step up from an album like White Noise in this way, like the world beaters. Yeah. And the pressure, because White Noise was so massive, like the pressure must have been so intense making this album. They've they've just done it second nature, innit? Well, that's it, you know. Second nature. It's as easy as Lynn dyeing her hair. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they've absolutely got this. Uh, I mean, let's, um, to finish this up, let's uh, let's pick a banger from the album. I'm going with Half. Absolutely amazing. That is a very, the thing is, I love that she said banger in the interview. Oh, yeah, of course. I was just like, yes, Lynn. (laughs) Yeah. Lynn Gunn saying banger is my new ring tone yeah it's it's happening <laughs> uh, half was probably going to be mine um jack you go i'm still thinking straight up heaven it's just perfect song just yeah perfect can't mess with it you know what i'm gonna go i'm gonna go with anyone else because of just that because of that outro oh with the harp yeah yeah like it's really i was listening to it on the on the way here and i was just like lost for a moment and just like probably i think i nearly missed my stop because i was just so into the harp outro it's, it's stunning it really no is. one has ever said that sentence. <laughs> i was so into the harp outro Brilliant. <laughs> amazing amazing well i think that's kudos to paris you know in that they've made uh, a totally unique album and as i say an album that reveals so many secrets and different things the more you listen so uh guys we hope you're loving it out there but you've listened you know 10 times already and uh, let's get them that number one cool so uh jack Let's do some listeners' questions. Yeah. Shall we? Yeah, right. Let's begin with a very current one. This comes from Jenny.rs on Instagram, And it's what our fave song from Neck Deep's The Peace and the Panic is. And I'm going to kick off by saying mine is track three, The Great Delusion, which I just think it's got the perfect pop hook to it, an amazing chorus, yet still pop punky enough to be stage diveable. And it just shows off everything that Neck Deep are brilliant at on this album. Banger. I mean, uh, I know I raved about In Bloom a few weeks ago, but I'm going to change that. I'm going to go with 1970-something. Uh, I think it's the best track Neck Deep have ever recorded. It's um, it's an emo odyssey, uh, that song. And um, 
talking about Lynn uh, being lyrically bare on a, on a window of heaven, um, Ben Barlow on this album too. I mean, that that song is just, you know, uh, hairs on your arm, like shivers. It's, it's incredible. Uh, and the way it builds up at the end, never would have expected Neck Deep. When I first heard Wishful Thinking and, you know, Rain in July, I'd never have even thought that Neck Deep would end up doing something like that. And especially that last vocal high that Ben does. I mean, as I say, the first time I heard that album, that bit, completely knocked me off my chair amazing um i'm gonna go with don't wait yeah i mean i was gonna say simply because sam carter's on it but that's not just the only reason but i just i think that the fusion of like one of the best uk metal bands we've got at the moment with one of the biggest uk pop punk bands it's just like two of the best bands in the uk right now just smashing it like it's it's a great song like Sam's vocals are insane. Um, and I just think like it, it's one of those like it shouldn't really work, but it totally does. So yeah, that's my favourite. Best collab of the year. Joshua Abara twelve asked us what our theories on the new Bring Me the Horizon album are, and I've written down just two things: more ambient textures and more saxophone. <laughs> Would would enjoy more saxophone. That'll do me straight up. You want more saxophone? I want more saxophone. All music should have more saxophone. More saxophone in deathcore, please. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, well, it comes right at the end of Oh No, at the end of That's a Spirit, so it could be be an indication. Mm -hmm. But apart from that, I just think it's just going to, it's going to be a pop odyssey, basically. I think they're just going to push it even further than they ever have before and just take everyone by surprise once more and it's it's going to be it's going to be another 10 out of 10 i reckon <laughs> shout andy bit off um i'm i'm in two minds um i think they're going to go one of two ways i think it's either going to be like you say a pop odyssey they're going to push everything they did on uh, that's the spirit even further and uh, those little those little kind of weird moments like on oh no or follow you and that sort of thing they're just going to push them to the absolute extreme and we're going to get an album of just completely weird bangers or um they're going to bring back an element of heaviness um probably not but there's just this like little gut feeling I've got that maybe there's going to be a nod to some of that stuff. So we'll see. But honestly, I don't know. And that's super exciting. Um, I'm going to disagree with Jack. Um, I think just from kind of what we've experienced of both Sempaternal and That's the Spirit, I think they're going to go a little bit more back towards Sempaternal. I think they're still definitely going to have that pop edge. Um, and I think more ambient textures could definitely be in there. I think they're really going to up their game in terms of like technicality and electronics and synths and the way they can use that to, to you know, make their sound. Um, but I think like Sempaternal was an album that was written from a very, very, very dark place for Ollie Sykes. Um, and I feel like That's the Spirit was from not a... He didn't have anything to be angry about anymore, but the, there were a lot more things he was focusing on in life um, and kind of just developing his himself, really, and was in a much better place. Whereas I, some things have happened in his life that have maybe made him more angry again. And I think, I think there's going to be a lot of angst and emotion and powerfulness. And I think we could get some, like, really, really heavy songs but with those sort of little textures and synths and stuff as well so i'm i'm hoping for a little bit 
little bit of anger. Get angry, Ollie. Well, at least you want more sex, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like if, if I can have like some breakdowns and some grit and some edge, but some saxophone, that would be lovely. Fair enough. I agree with that. Um, and just to finish off, uh, Malia1234 asked if we could change one thing about today's music, what would it be? Very interesting question. It is. And I'm going to pose mine without comment because I think it, it doesn't need speaking for. Uh, I want early noughties metalcore to be not seen as comical anymore and make and be appreciated for how glorious it is. Sick. Uh, I'm going to go, we, we need a Battle of the Bands show back, man. Like, um, we used to have a thing called Top of the Pops, uh, which is where um, a lot of bands would play uh, their, whatever single they had out at that moment in time, uh, and it would be like a kind of Friday night Battle of the Bands. Um, we need that back. We need something like that, that back. Would, like, Top old, of the Pops All the good old days. <laughs> seriously, no, seriously though, like, I've, 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 said, I've said this for years. Like, I religiously watched Top of the Pops Same. growing up. I remember watching Evanescence on there with yeah, Biscuit, so watching exciting. the Bloodhound game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but also seeing you know the the pop stars that were you know smashing the charts at the time and i watch i would sit down in my pajamas watching top of the pops like every single week and i and there just isn't anything like that anymore and i think the demand is just isn't there because people instantly go to youtube and the internet for things but yeah. i would absolutely love to see a show like that come oh, back. for sure you know and especially now that, that because this generation's grown up watching that sort of stuff the, the the genre divides aren't there anymore you know so we've got bands like water parks you know who are just doing all sorts of different things neck deep so that will lend itself so well to that so yeah please yeah. someone make it make it happen um, and the one thing I would change is, I feel like it's going to make me sound so old as well, being like, all the internet and all of this. <laughs> um, back when I first started buying music and things, you know, I would get excited about going down to your local shop to buy the CD on single, to buy the records, um, to, to pick out what album you can spend with your, you know, your pocket money or whatever that week. Um, and I feel like a lot of that has, the excitement for buying music has been lost through like streaming and instant downloads and th things like that. And I'm not necessarily saying it is a bad thing because you know I stream music as much as the next person, but I feel like people are so expectant of hearing music straight away. And if there's nothing for six months, then bin, they bin the band off and that's it, move on to the next one. And I, I feel like there's a lot of pressure on bands to constantly put stuff out because otherwise they're gonna be forgotten about. And I just, that's, I feel like people need to get excited about buying music again, about heading to their local show to see the local acoustic, acoustic artists or to, oh, I need to go to this show because they might play a new song that I haven't heard before. But like people so automatically think that they can just head to the internet and find what they want. And if they don't find it, then they get really angry and automatically dismiss the band because they're not doing what they want mm. them to. And yeah, I, yeah. I think that's a bit of a shame. I just I, I just want people to be excited about music still. And <laughs> like, and like the only way to support your favourite bands is to go and buy their music. For so. sure. Yeah, be excited basically. Support those bands. Be excited. Support your local music shops as well. Do it. Yes, yes, definitely do it. Um, cool. So, uh, next week, Bundles. They are very much still on sale. Uh, the Ultimate Bundles have sold out, but you can still get the Panic Bundle and the Peace Bundle. Um, both include a pin badge and a bottle opener keyring. Uh, the Panic Bundle has a hand-signed poster by the band. Uh, the Peace Bundle has a drawstring rucksack uh, designed by Phil Thorpe Evans, bass player of the band. Um, so yeah, get on those. 
super super cool in terms of the magazine itself uh we're focusing on a bunch of different things uh features with mgk fan questions with while she sleeps there's an amazing tribute to chester bennington from lincoln park uh a my tunes with taka from one okay rock um, a feature with straight from the path feature with the gospel youth uh feature with saint amazing stuff so much in there so get involved with that get on board with the uh with the bundles get involved with the magazine um, this stuff will sell out, so get all that stuff. You can pick up the bundles at shop.rocksound.tv. Get involved. Uh, we've also got Scuzz TV show, which is on daily, uh, which features uh, all the bands who are currently in the magazine. So look out for stuff like Saint and Straight from the Path and the Gospel Youth on that and Neck Deep, of course. Uh, check that out. Super, super cool. And we've also launched a bunch of new playlists as well. So we've got likes cover songs, pop punk playlists, emo playlists, even new metal playlists. If you want to delve back a little bit. Uh, and of course, our personal favorite, Pop Sound as well, which is... Uh, you designed... asked for this. <laughs> yeah, uh, super, super cool. Absolutely just a range of pop bangers and hidden gems, breaking bands, all of it. So get on Spotify, Rock Sound on Spotify. Check it all out. Let us know your favourite playlist, and uh, yeah, it'll be cool. Talk to us. So, interview two: uh, Wage War. I spoke to frontman Britain Bond. Um, their album Deadweight, uh, which they recorded uh, and wrote with uh, Jeremy McKinnon and Andrew Wade, uh, and Jeremy, of course, from a day to remember, um, has been hugely successful. Uh, we talked about it last week that it's um, sold 268% more than their debut album Blueprints, which is insane. Um, they've just finished their own headline tour, which had a crazy reaction to. So, um, I. Brought all this to Britain and we talked about it and how I think for the first time again maybe about four or five years uh, the door has been blown off its hinges of the mainstream in terms of heavier music coming back into the spotlight so I brought all this to him and it was really really interesting so uh, here we go my chat with Britain Bond of Wage War so yeah so thank you so much for coming on the podcast yeah, thank you thank you for having me with with Deadweight then uh, we'll kick off with how successful mm-hmm. it's been already I mean it's uh, it's had crazy sales um 268% more sales than Blueprints, huge reaction. How does that feel when you guys uh, are such a heavy band? Like, because that's something that really strikes me about Deadweight in that it's, you know, there's so many hooks on it and that sort of thing, but it's still so heavy mm-hmm. and it's like, it's unremittingly heavy. <laughs> um, is, um, is that, how does it feel to be, to, does it, does that feel good in terms of how true you're being in that sense and still getting so much success? Yes. Um, I think all the guys in the band are really, really surprised how well it did. Um, I think a lot of a lot of us in the band we put a lot of ourselves into it on that album, like a lot of personal stories and whatnot. So to see like the success come out of everything we put into it, it's it's really cool, you know. Um wasn't expecting it, but it, it feels awesome. Definitely. And and I mean, do you think that um the success it's had, do you think that shows that there's uh, a real uh, there's been a real shift again in terms of uh, heavy music coming back into, I guess, I mean, I wouldn't want to say the mainstream, but you know what I mean? I think, I think with like almost any genre, but with metal, I think a lot of bands are writing really good songs. They're kind of going out of their uh, comfort zone. I think we did that a little bit on Deadweight. So I think, you know, your typical metal fan who likes Metallica could dig into our stuff too. It's got riffs, it's got hooks and things like that. So, I don't know. Maybe it is making a comeback. I hope it does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. I, I mean, um, I guess yeah. to get into the album then. Um, so, mm-hmm. like, let's take Stitch as the lead single. Uh, I mean, that's mm-hmm. properly heavy, you know. I mean, is um, how how did what's the story behind that song? Like, how did uh, how did that come together in the studio? Because obviously, you worked with Jeremy McKinnon as well, Andrew Wade. Um, so, take us inside yeah. that. So, actually, Stitch was one of the first songs we ever wrote on the album. Um, I remember. 
that's only being done actually even before. So when we did blueprints, it, we almost sat on it for like a year and we were, me and Cody and the guys were working on stuff kind of waiting on for the next album to come out. So Stitch was kind of like a riff idea that didn't make blueprints. So we kind of turned it into a song and, um, yeah, it's, it's actually quite an old song, believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no way. Uh, so, so then in terms of the newer songs that came in, is it songs sort of, um, I guess like Southbound, um, and, um, I, I guess it's songs like Witness as well. And the songs that sort of have the mm-hmm. sort of, uh, I guess the more melodic sides to them as well. Were they songs that came in later on or how, how did it, how did it all fit together? Yes. Yeah, I think th- those songs came way later on. I think Witness was um, Witness was actually just a bunch of riff ideas that from songs like we didn't that weren't good enough. But um, kind of like in the studio with uh, Jeremy and Andrew, we kind of like morphed the song together from past riffs and choruses and stuff. So Witness kind of came from that. Um, Southbound was actually part of. Um, the first song also, so that song got split into two. So you know, <laughs> just little. Little weird things like that happened in the studio. Very cool. And uh, how was working with Jeremy yeah. and Andrew? Like, how was how was that experience? Oh, it was very awesome. Um, this was our second time working with them. So, uh, Blueprints, um, we had such a good reaction. We loved the way the album came out. So, we uh, definitely wanted to do it uh, for round two with Deadweight. So, um, they're good guys. I think. Jeremy has a really good mind of tweaking your songs. Like you'll bring a, a whole song to him, and instead of like being like, "Oh, I don't like this song," or anything, it's like you know, what, what if you did this with this, you know, or like what if you hit this note on this, you know? So I think he really is good at tweaking songs, and Andrew is a great engineer. Definitely, and I, I mean, with having worked with them on Blueprints as well, was it was the kind of the plan mm-hmm. with Deadweight to to take kind of the best bits from from Blueprints and kind of step all those up, I guess. Oh, for sure. All the way. Um, like I said, we already had some ideas that didn't make that one. So, um, sitting on it and, you know, working with them, I think it, we made the songs the best they could be. Awesome. And, and you just finished your, fir- your first headline tour with taking um, for Gideon and Varials out as well. Um, how was the reaction yes. to the new songs on that? It was insane. Um, to be honest, like, so for some of the slower songs that we played, like um, Gravity, there was kids like singing the, the entire song the entire night. I'm like, wow, this album's only been out for like uh, you know a week or two. So like, wow. kids are really really relaxing on. Um, they're really liking the single Deadweight also. So well, not the single, but the the title track. My bad. Oh, very cool, man. Awesome. So the reaction's yeah. been been pretty crazy to the new stuff then. Oh yeah. Very <laughs> awesome, and uh, I guess in terms of influences, then as well that went into the album. I mean, um, I hear quite a lot mm-hmm. of Slipknot on it, uh, and some some kind of very cool kind of uh, it's like new metal vibes. I guess. Um, what mm-hmm. sort of things were you? What sort of things were you bring together? Because something that that really struck me, especially like with the turns of pace that come in when you kind of don't expect them and that sort of thing, it feels very. Uh, mm-hmm. It feels unique, to be honest. Like it's very like. Um, I think you guys, you know, you, you guys kind of sit in multiple worlds, which is very cool. Um, did that come mm-hmm. from having so many different influences? Uh, uh, yes, for sure. Um, I know you said the Slipknot one. That was a big one. Like, um, like on songs like Deadweight and Disdain. Um, a lot of us, I don't know, a lot of us love pop music also. So I think with the, with the choruses, we kind of try to go that route. Something that kind of like, oh, you know, that's not your typical metal chorus or things like that. And um, I don't know, we love the riffs too. So we all grew up with, 
loving bands like Asley Dying and stuff like that. Just really crazy riffs. Um, I think we always want to put that in our music also. So, um, yeah, there's there's so many bands, like even bands out today, like August Runs Red, Architects, things like that. I think we still get influence from in our music now. Awesome, and and especially as well the, with your um, with your vocal parts on the album. Uh, again, a bit like I was saying mm-hmm. about the turns of pace and that sort of thing. Like it's it's they see, you seem to be doing so much with your voice in that you know like you don't expect it and that you know there'd be some sort of uh, vocal break or something like that. And it just kind mm-hmm. of it just it sends the song in so many different directions. Is that something that that you you know you worked on heavily as a vocalist in the studio? And did did Jeremy kind of have a hand in that as well, or how how did how did that all come together? Um, we just didn't want to. I don't know. There's, there's sometimes like I'll listen to um, a metal record. I'm like, you know, I wish the, wish it wasn't so monotone sounding and things like that. So I try to do a lot of things to kind of, um, I don't know, just brighten the mood of the song. So it's just not like, okay, here's another song where a guy's screaming into a microphone. Just like, <laughs> I don't know, just like being playful, like those little things like that. Yeah, I think Jeremy is very, very good at um, finding little things like that um, in people's music. So. Um, yeah, he definitely brought a lot of cool things to light that I would never try in a song. Some of them didn't work, and then some of them were like, yeah, that's sick, and then maybe I'll so awesome uh, i guess as well what you're saying about you know because i agree you know like with um with with certain you know types of metal it can be quite one track you know so is that something that you were mm-hmm. uh, that something that you really wanted to kind of uh avoid and kind of because that was something that's what something i love about deadweight in that like i say with the mm-hmm. you know with these kind of playful this playful vibe that's all over it it's it feels um yeah. it's such a fun listen you know as well as it being you know totally heavy with these like killer choruses and everything it is a really fun listen as well and i think maybe do you think mm-hmm. the genre maybe maybe that sort of side of music misses that at times oh, oh for sure um and thank you for even saying that like um i think that's our biggest thing we've been trying to do is just bring something new to the table i mean there's so many bands like out there now especially in the metal genre so nothing's like i don't know i don't think you can really pioneer the genre much anymore but you can still add like little new things and i think um i think that's why bands like architects and uh, August Runs Red, uh, Amity Affliction, those kind of bands stand out because, um, I don't know, they, they just don't bring the same thing to the table every record. There's always something really new and cool that they're doing. So, um, yeah, we try to do the same thing also, and hopefully it's, uh, hopefully that's what people see also in that way. So. Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, is because do you, do you feel as well? I mean, because there was, um, I'd say maybe like about four years ago, four or five years ago, when um, of mice and men mm-hmm. uh, got massive, you know, on the whole the whole warped or scene and everything. Um, it really felt yeah. like you know, really heavy music was 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 making an absolutely massive impact. And it feels like maybe right. in the past couple of years that's that's quietened down a bit. But it feels like, you know, with you guys and a few other bands, you know, especially like you say, you mentioned Architects mm-hmm. who are a great example. Um, it feels like, you know, it's been completely dragged, you know, into the centre again, into the spotlight. Um, do you think mm-hmm. that's because, you know, you guys are doing are doing something different and are are making it fun to listen to as opposed to you know mm-hmm. just just kind of i don't know being bludgeoningly heavy and that's it i guess like even even like the, this is a really weird example but i don't know if you know the hardcore band like knock loose yeah. um even even like how heavy they are they are still doing like new things like like in their music like not a lot of stuff i know that new code orange album is, is super cool i've never heard an album like that but it's still like i don't know it's still a good heavy record and I think 
doing different things, it will definitely put you out there in the spotlight because we play so many shows and there's so many local bands that like open up the shows I see. Um, but you know, there's just, it's just a metal band that someone's like yelling into the microphone and it's just, I don't know. I, I know it feels really cliche, but, um, just try something different. If it's not cool, go back to the drawing board. You know, I think that's that's the biggest thing bands need to do now. Yeah, definitely. I couldn't agree more. I mean, like, and you, you said mm-hmm. earlier as well that you know you you try a bunch of different things, and some things you know were, were sick, and some things didn't work, and that sort of thing. Do you think mm-hmm. Do you think that's important then mm-hmm. that when you are creating as a band, do you think it's important to I guess have that sort of sense of fearlessness and and, and try a whole yeah. range of things? For sure. Yeah, you'd definitely be. Be bold. I mean, a lot of a lot of bands. I don't know. You you need to put your own brand out there. It's like that's your brand. That's your sound. Make it something that when someone listens to, like, oh, you know, it. Like like for example, anytime I hear an Architect song, I might not even know the name of the song. I'm just like, that's Architects, you know. Yeah. But, um, I, I think that's like a, a that's a big thing. Like having having your signature sound. Yeah, definitely. Are there plans for Deadweight to be brought to the UK? Oh yeah. Um, we will definitely be over there very soon. Oh, very cool, man! What can we? Uh, what can yep. we expect from the? Uh, I know you guys have been over before, but what can we expect with mm-hmm. the uh, post Deadweight Wage War live experience? Just lots of new songs. Lots of new songs. <laughs> we'll, we'll still play the. We'll still play the ones that a lot of people like, like Alive and uh, The River and stuff like that. But um, we'll definitely be playing a lot of new ones. So, uh, yeah, Britain was super cool, uh, really interesting about how, work with Jeremy, of course, and Andrew, and how he brought those songs and made them kind of in a fearless, exciting way that's opened so many doors. I guess I think they're at the leading uh, point of this whole kind of movement of heavy music back into the mainstream. Jack, you feeling that as well? I think Wage War are brilliant, like simple and nothing else. Like I think you're right that they are one of the bands who is making like the same sort of waves that A Day to Remember did, which is very coincidental because the man behind the desk is Jeremy McKinnon. But my favourite thing, which was saying that interview, was them putting the fun back into Metalcore. Mm, yeah. Uh, and having an actual brand for like your band, like a sound which is you. And I think that's something which is missing quite a lot from bands these days, that it's very easy to latch onto a sound and just make it and know that people are going to enjoy it but it takes some guts to like be able to put your own stamp on something which I think Wage War have done brilliantly oh like, mate it's such a good album and, and and just to hear him talking in such a way that like he doesn't even realise like the beast that they've created that like it's sold this many copies and that people are reacting this way and just being like so humble and just like yeah yeah, yeah it's a it's a bit mad isn't it <laughs> yeah it's a bit mad isn't it will um but and then but also name dropping people like he says like metallica came up and just like saying these things and i i think they deserve to be in the same realms as that and like to be able to do this on the second album like some bands don't even do this it takes them seven albums to get here exactly like, it's scary where it could go eh? Yeah. and it's just going to keep getting bigger and better and more confidence more riffs more pits definitely because you look at bands you know like wage war and i prevail as well you know that are doing that they're not they're clearly guys that have grown up uh, you know when bands like blink and slipknot and these big bands from different areas of alternative music were, were huge so they're pulling from so many different places and creating this fun fearless brand of heavy music and so many people are on board tamzim yeah, I mean, like, I really liked what he said when he was like, 
just kind of do what you want to do do what you like if it doesn't work at least you tried try something else put a new name on it whatever and it he's really like he sounded really encouraging for for new bands and for you know kids who are you know just jamming in their bedroom and stuff it, it kind of was like he was just talking to people out there kids who will be listening and being like i kind of want to do metal but i don't know if anyone's gonna like it but like he's like just do you it worked for us um and they're quite obviously smashing it right now you can tell like the proof is there in their record sales um like having jeremy behind them is definitely gonna help because he i mean just look at a day to remember's career like he obviously knows what he's doing um and they could definitely follow suit like hands down there and i i definitely think they're kind of leading this new generation of metalcore like you know he mentioned code orange knock loose um and he's he seems quite keen to kind of really develop a new scene and bring all these new metal bands to the forefront and he's willing to do what he can to make that happen absolutely i couldn't agree more and i mean when you're being that fearless and coming up with songs like stitch you know it's like man well you can't mess with that can you like I keep thinking about the breakdown in Witness. Oh, like, that's like so it, good. Like yeah. It literally just keeps, it keeps grabbing by the throat. I wake up in a cold sweat thinking about the guitar screeches on that. <laughs> yeah. And just, just making like that sound and music which makes you, like the last sound which made me feel this way was Holocaust Ol- Abandoned Us. Bang on. Which every time you hear it, you just like, you, you can feel your nails in the palms of your hands. And like to be able to create music like that, and like it almost be second nature like imagine what they do when they actually like go let's push this yeah even further like yeah. it's like the sky's the limit it's a scary prospect yeah for sure so uh well by what britain said they're going to be bringing dead weight to the uk very soon they've just done a huge tour in the us like man i just can't wait to see this live it's going to be insane so yeah brilliant stuff cool so um rs shouts this week, uh, we were going to tie it in with Paris because they followed up White Noise with such an absolute banger of a second album. Um, we thought we'd kind of go for um, the best follow-up, in our personal opinions, to a classic debut like White Noise. Um, so, Jack, you kick off. Um, mine is Suicide Season by Bring the Horizon. Great shout. Which is that because Count Your Blessings is a debut which, to met it's not a direct classic it's not like seen as like something which is like huge but i think to see the jump from because i i do love that album i think katie bless is brilliant like the songs are, i think they're, they're great I jam plays you can't mess with yeah but to jump from that to suicide season and that that album is just still it's still sort of the dirtiest riffing i've heard ever and then just from Leaves and Bands, we all know what happened after that. But to do that jump and make an album of that stature and that grittiness and that darkness and just show that they don't still don't really care. Like, it's it's just a modern classic and more people should realise that it's the best Premium of the Horizon album. Oh, wow. Bold. Uh, what's your tune? What do you recommend to people? Oh, Death Breath. Great show. All day long. Best song about vampires. <laughs> um, I said that they'd be more brand new in this podcast. So I'm going with Deja and Tenju, uh, their second album. Um, obviously, Translates has already heard, uh, which is taken from a blog that was written about their classic, because it is a classic uh, debut, Your Favourite Weapon, uh, which is much more of a pop-punk album. Uh, people were slagging it off on a blog saying that they'd already heard it before. So they responded with this absolute unique 
piece of art that's Deja Intendu. Um, it's um, it's the perfect mix because they their third album, The Devil and God Are Raging Inside Me, is this kind of much more expansive, instrumentally challenging album, but just as good as the uh, preceding two. But Deja brings the hooks of the first album, the choruses in with that slightly more challenging experimental nature and it's just a perfect storm man like if you like emo if you like modern bands like with confidence and that sort of thing you and you haven't heard this album it's absolutely essential and there's no way you won't love it um songs check out the quiet things that no one ever knows one of the best songs ever written i was very torn between two for this um i'm was gonna what, was it paramore <laughs> yeah um literally the two that i've chosen are the most like tamsin wills albums ever Jimmy Eat World and Paramount no right? not Jimmy Eat World Jimmy Eat World is not in there but when I say it you, uh, you will understand um, I'm going to go with Paramore because Riot is hands down the greatest album ever made in existence um, from start to finish it's incredible and um, All We Know Is Falling was an amazing debut it really launched Paramore into like into the world really it got them over to the UK and really kind of established them as a band for people to watch but also but uh, a band that not everyone had their eye on. It was just kind of like, oh, there's this band with a girl in it and they're kind of doing quite well. Then they released Riot and like just they flew off into outer space with it pretty much. Like it's done. And it's the album now that everyone goes back to, you know, it's a decade old now. And, you know, when they released a new album, you see everyone was like, oh, it doesn't sound like Riot. And it's like, well, yeah, Riot was really, really great, but it's 10 years old now. And it, but that just kind of shows how how great that album is that people are always like it's it's the album for Paramore my favourite part of what you just said was that an album has the like potential to make someone go to space I, I, mean, just, ima- yeah. I just imagine yeah. that like Can you imagine Na- NASA, yeah. NASA rang uh, Paramore up and said this album's selling really well <laughs> yeah. trying to get to the moon <laughs> we're going to send crush 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 up, up to Mars <laughs> gliding um, through space yeah. but also just shout out Around the World and Back by State Champs oh Ooh. girl yeah, actually, like just throwing it in there actually, the if we're doing that, I'm throwing from under the court tree in. I mean, this could go on for a yeah, while. Yeah, yeah, let's not do this. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just yeah. slow can down. Kind of worms, kind of worms. Slow down. <laughs> so yeah, Come. loads for you guys to check out there if you haven't already. Bangers all over the place. Right, uh, new band Spotlight. Um, so third interview this week. Um, we have mentioned a band called Stand Atlantic, uh, a whole bunch uh, in the past few weeks. Um, they are a trio, pop punk trio from Sydney, Australia. And you need, like, capital N-E-E-D, need to check out this band. They are insane. They are releasing an EP called Sidewinder uh, on September the 15th. That If we're including EPs in terms of, like, albums of the year, it's my number one. Um, listen to it every day. We listen to it every day in the office. Everyone unanimously thinks it's amazing. Five out of five knockout tunes. So we thought the best way, to be honest, rather than us like rabbiting on, uh, would be for you to hear it from frontwoman Bonnie Fraser herself uh, and just about what her band's about, what she wants to do with it and where things were coming from on Sidewinder because you are going to be blown away when this thing is released. So, um, yeah, she's an absolute star in the making. Brilliant. Uh, this is Bonnie Fraser from Stand Atlantic. So to kick off, um, I guess just tell me about how the band came together. Like you're, you're a young band. You only formed in 2015. So it must, must be pretty exactly, crazy. yeah. Tell me about that. Yeah, um, well, it all kind of started, I mean, the story is, like, pretty long, but I'll cut it down for you. <laughs> <laughs> Go um, for it. Basically, it started off as, like, I had, like, an acoustic project kind of thing, and I wanted to do, like, a full band thing. So I met Potter through, like, we went to the same music school, 
And then we were in a band prior together and we decided to like just start fresh under a new name and new members. So we formed Stan Atlantic and got Jono on board and the rest is history, basically. <laughs> nice. Awesome. And I guess, yeah. well, with, with Sidewinder, um, you worked with Stevie Knight, who's worked with Confidence. Um, yes. Take me inside that. How, how was the recording process? Did it feel exciting while you, were, while you were inside it? Oh, absolutely. It was so different to anything we've ever done. Yeah. He just creates such a different energy to anything we'd ever experienced before. And he's so hands-on, but at the same time really lets you kind of discover what you want to get out of a record kind of thing. Yeah. Um, if that makes sense. So yeah, definitely. it was just, yeah, and it was super awesome to work with him and knowing that we we're in like such great hands, like hearing the WithCon album, which was amazing. And um, yeah, it was just super cool and super different to what we were used to. And we were so out of our element, but it pushed us to be, to like make a really great record, something that we're really proud of. So yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Cause talking about the record, I mean, uh, did it feel like when you were recording and writing it, like, did it feel like you'd really kind of stumbled on something fresh because it, it's very accessible. It's a bit in a way, it's like the WithCon album that's just these massive songs, but then it's got a real edge to it as well. You know, every time I listen to it, I'm like, you know, it's got a real kick to it as well. Um, was Thank that, you. Oh, no, a pleasure. <laughs> like it, did it feel like you've, you've, you'd really come up with something kind of, you know, that stands on its own? Yeah, like without sounding too up up ourselves or anything like that, like we did feel like it was something special um, because I don't, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't really know like any kind of female fronted bands that are kind of doing that more punkier side of pop punk, but still being like accessible pop melodies and stuff like that. I totally agree. And yeah, um, yeah and obviously the WithCon album is similar in that regard as well. But yeah, when we were writing it, we we definitely figured that or found that we'd found, we'd stumbled on something that was a little bit left of center if that makes sense but yeah, still sure. in the in the vein of being accessible as i said yeah awesome yeah for so sure. thank you for saying that because we really we thought the same so it's nice to have validation <laughs> oh amazing no no it's an absolute pleasure now as i say i mean i think i listened to when uh when Ange sent me the ep i think i listened to it three times in a row or something mad so yeah wow that's yeah. crazy thank you i'm no. so happy <laughs> <laughs> thank you um so yeah song like coffee at midnight as well um picking that for the yep. lead single um it feels kind of like obviously it comes at track four it feels kind of like um it's it kind of condenses everything great about the sound of the ep into one song um is that was that the kind of the the mentality between pick uh, behind picking that as the lead single you nailed it just there like we thought the exact same thing we thought coffee at midnight um releasing it first um definitely gives people the like the uh, an understanding of what the ep like to expect from the ep basically um and yeah, and I think it was, it's kind of is more on the, like the punkier side of the, of the record. Um, but that's kind of what we wanted to come across as, as a first kind of single, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So yeah, you hit it, you basically hit it on the head when you asked me the question. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Amazing. Um, cool. Well, to go from there, I guess as well, like lyrically as well, it feels very self-reflective. Um, and there's some, there's, you know, it's, it feels very honest in that regard as well. Um, was that something that was that very much the the plan you had when you you know when you put pen to paper? Thank you. Um, yeah, hundred percent. I with like our we released like a demo EP when we first started out, um, and something I have learned since then is that I 
even though I was being as honest as I could, like I never really felt so vulnerable as vulnerable as I did when I wrote this EP. Like I really kind of just let everything out and I'd been through a bit of a rough like situation at the start of the year. So it kind of came as a, like a good time cause we were just starting to write the EP. So, <laughs> um, so yeah. And it was super therapeutic obviously as well to get all that out. And yeah, I did, I felt really vulnerable writing everything and, it was the first time I really pushed myself like in terms of lyrics and to focus on being honest because there's something super special about when you listen to a record and you can connect to the the lyrics because because that person is laying everything out for you and like being so vulnerable and open and yeah I just wanted to try and achieve that as well so Thank you for saying that. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. No, 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 thank you. As I say, I mean, I mean, like my particular favourite, uh, Mess I Made, I mean, that really, really comes across in that song especially. Um, Is that so, your yeah. favourite? That's cool. Yeah, it's my favourite. I, honestly, I, I've had that song. I've only got the stream, so obviously we haven't got downloads yet. So it's just every time I'm by okay. a computer or like on my phone when there's Wi-Fi, it's just that song repeat. So. <laughs> oh, you're the best. <laughs> thank um, you. <laughs> no, it's a pleasure. Um, awesome. So, so I guess to go from there as well, like what, next like are you guys writing for an album or is it very much to focus on the ep and see how things grow and that sort of thing or kind of what's the plan um at the moment we're focusing on the ep at the moment but we have always wanted to write an album and even though it's super scary (laughs) it's definitely something we want to do so um i wouldn't be surprised if we kind of took that next step (laughs) so yeah (laughs) Cannot wait. And, and like playing as well with bands like, we've mentioned them a lot already, but uh, with confidence and um, as it is as well, and bands like that. Yep. Um, was that inspiring to kind of uh, cut your teeth alongside those bands? Yeah, it's always like so inspiring when you're seeing an international band come over and they've been touring for ages and something about their stage presence is just so much like like next level kind of thing because they've been doing it for ages and it's always super inspiring especially from a live show perspective yeah um and we we really dug that as it is album that they released like the both of them actually um so when we were like able to play with them it was really cool and yeah definitely inspiring <laughs> awesome awesome and might, might we see you on uh, the uk shores at some point um, we are talking about some things, maybe. I can't reveal anything, obviously, <laughs> but, like, it's definitely 100% something we really want to do. Awesome, awesome. So yep. is that, I, I, won't, I won't push you too much, is that something that we might see sort of next year? Maybe, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> well, colour me excited anyway. Um, okay, so, awesome. so to uh, to finish up, I guess, like um, just in terms of when you were yep. making the EP as well, like what was uh, what was kind of, obviously, you know, you were writing about very personal things and that sort of thing. It was very therapeutic. Yeah. Like in terms of um, things that were inspiring you in the music and what was coming out, like what, what were you listening to and things like that? Like what bands? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, as I said, like, previous, like, we really did want to focus on, like, a the more aggressive side of, like, pop punk as well as the pop side of things. Um, we're all huge pop fans. Like, we can really appreciate a good pop banger. So we love, like, Taylor Swift, Bieber. I re- I'm really into um, Frank Ocean as well. Mm-hmm. And there's this artist called Black Bear. I think he's written a couple of songs for Bieber, and he's one of my favorite artists as well. Awesome. Um, so that was, like, the pop side. But then when we were going for, like, the 
the more aggressive stuff that kind of came out in the EP, we really dug these bands called, uh, there's a band called Bully, who are like female fronted and they're like super grunge and like gritty and it's really sick. Um, and like Violent Soho, but then also like the new wave of pop punk with Story So Far and Knuckle Puck and stuff like that. Um, so just a bunch of everything really, but yeah. Awesome. No, no, that's really, really cool. So, I mean, in terms yeah. of, uh, do you think it's important to keep that? Because obviously, like you say, you know, you appreciate pop bangers and that sort of thing, and you've got that real pop sensibility. But do you think it's, yeah. or at least important to to you guys as a band, to kind of keep that that edge to things, you know, to kind of still, you know, have that kind of, in inverted commas, punk edge, you know, to kind of retain that? Yeah, without it sounding too, like, um, gimmicky, we, we didn't want it to be, like, a gimmick kind of punk edge thing like we wanted it to be real and that's what we want to play like that's the music we love so um yeah we wanted to pull that off obviously and hopefully we do yeah <laughs> but um <laughs> uh and sorry what was the start of that question <laughs> oh sorry yeah no just that do you think it's important because you know some bands uh in the scene today you know they're very sort of shameless and that they're just like you know we just love pop oh. and we're just gonna go you know whereas you know like i say it just really struck me when i when i listened to the ep for the first time and that it was yeah. it was still it was like those bands you know there was such an acute sense of pop melody but like it's just still felt like it was rage you know it felt like a it still felt like a rock ep you know and i just okay it's just like it's yeah. that important to kind of to kind of keep within the sound at the forefront of the sound basically yes so yeah, definitely. We just didn't want to come off as like cookie cutter pop punk kind of thing. And we definitely focused on keeping it pop, but making sure people didn't feel dweebish for listening to it. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, totally here. Cool. So, uh, yeah, brilliant, brilliant chat. I actually did that chat um, a little while ago and it was so good I wanted to broadcast it. So um, we hope you're getting on board with this band because uh, Coffee at Midnight, Mess I Made from the EP are both out there now. Check them out. Absolute bangers. Uh, Tamsin? That was like the nicest interview I've ever listened to. The two of you were just like, no, thank you. No, thank you. No, thank you. And I was just like, okay, guys, like, calm down. Um, but like... I, I love her. I love her so much. And I, like, I just want to hang out with her. And, like, she, the fact she listened to Black Bear, like, I just kind of want to hang out with her and just dance really weirdly to Black Bear <laughs> with her. Um, so if you're listening, Bonnie, slide into my DMs and we can hang out sometime. <laughs> she said banger as well. Yeah. Loads of banger. Yeah, I mean, like, all about that banger life. <laughs> we just chat to like-minded people. Yeah, like, we do. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, everyone's just on board. But in, in all seriousness, <laughs> like, I think she is quite clear they're still learning a lot as a band. Like this EP, I think, has kind of thrown them, like, th- like they haven't expected the reaction from just the two songs that they've put out there, and they're kind of like, oh shit. Like, like, and I mean, that kind of shows just how good that EP is. Like, it is ridiculous for a band who are so new. And they're, they're definitely still learning and developing themselves as a band and kind of what they want to do and the sound they want to be. And, like, she's figuring out who she is as, a like, a young woman. And I think there's a lot of very exciting things to come from them. I know that, like... They're, they're still not really sure what's going on <laughs> because they're suddenly like, oh my god, everyone actually really likes our music. What do we do? Yeah. Um. But I, th- I think they're they're really really cool and like everyone just needs to get stoked about this band because I think 
there are so many bands out there in this scene and they're I think they're definitely one that when we heard them all of us were just like these guys like these these guys are gonna like 10 years time they're gonna be headlining arenas that's sort of it like what like what you're saying like when you think this is just an, a debut ep yeah. like what is coming you know it's like we're yeah. saying about wage war but i mean like this is insane i mean it's the best mix i think i've heard in so long of like that grit and she says it herself like that gritty pop punk um that's in line with stuff like net deep and knocker park with uh, a pop sheen pop bangers you know yeah perfect yeah i adore stand atlantic like just adore them when we when we've been playing this there's every single time we have it on i i sit next to will and i turn to him and say music don't get better than this yeah he like, does every single time i, I sit there shaking my head in disbelief <laughs> like i walk around and just sh- just go it doesn't get better than this it literally doesn't and it's very rare that bands can come along and make you feel that way and especially as we say on their debut and just hear bonnie being so enthusiastic and so humbled and so completely blown away that we're so infatuated with them is so good like it's so good it's and just to be able to be here at the start and then get to watch them grow as time goes on and also be able to watch other people pick up on like how good they are as well and it just develop it's a really cool thing and like i just i just can't wait for the next step already and it's only just like we're we're like we've only just gone past the starting line that's it man yeah totally um that band have just got so much to give um so guys please give us an album i know the ep's not even out yet but please give us an album basically uh, (laughs) we're not gonna shut up about this band until every single one of you goes out there and listens to them because like you just need to you need this band in your life yes i mean from that have you ever had it where you're waiting for an album to come out and then once it's done you're like oh well now I've got to wait like maybe four years or three years yeah 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 yeah. that you just want more straight away I'm going to do that with every single release that this lot do oh exactly just like just just continuously write songs and just keep putting songs out for us (laughs) yeah just send them to us yeah yeah yeah. exactly so uh, yeah guys get involved with that band brilliant um Cool. So um, finishing up then, the um, the Neck Deep bundles, as I say, are uh, still on sale. So these things will sell out, uh, get involved. In terms of the mag itself as well, we've got so much going on. Uh, obviously an amazing Neck Deep cover story all about the peace and the panic and what led into that album and the you know, tumultuous time that's given birth to this absolutely beautiful album. Featured on MGK, Straight From The Path, uh, Taka from uh, 1OK Rock doing his My Tunes, Saint and Her Return, Gospel Youth, uh, While She Sleeps Fan Questions, all sorts going on. So pick it up, let us know what your fave things are, uh, talk to us, and yeah, magazines are absolutely brilliant shout so get involved um scuzz tv show as well on daily um a nice little accompaniment if you want to read along while you watch um some uh, interesting info bits of info on certain songs by bands that are in the mag um so look out for all those bangers on there on daily on scars awesome stuff and we've also launched our special rock sound playlists on spotify so look us up rock sound follow us and uh, get playlists on cover songs pop punk emo pop sound of course new metal hidden gems breaking bands all sorts of stuff let us know your favorite playlists let us know your favorite songs and um yeah just uh, just get involved with everything um you can pick up the bundles at shop.rocksound.tv shop.rocksound.tv um, and uh, get us on Instagram at Rock Sound, get us on Twitter at Rock Sound. Uh, yeah, awesome stuff. So, yeah, again, gone too quickly this week, but 
I'll just say that was very efficient, William. Oh, thank you. Uh, like um, the way you repeated the uh, shop shop as well. That's uh, very professional. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I'm training myself for sure. Um, yeah, thank you very much. Um, yeah, it's been an absolute doozy again this week. Like, I had such a good time. Uh, it always goes too quick, doesn't it? It does oh, go it really quick. Flies yeah. Every time. And yet we still have so much to say. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we do. Should we do it again next week then? I think yeah. we should do it again next week. I so next we week we have got Chrissy Costanza. Babe. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Up against the current. Absolutely exclusive interview, giving us all the gossip on their upcoming second album. Uh talking of second albums, I think that's gonna be an absolute banger. Um everything that's been going on with that band uh, the crazy time that in our bones has given them and uh yeah just what's to come it's an absolutely incredible chat so can't wait for you guys to hear that and also uh john o'callaghan our friend from the main uh what a legend yeah absolute legend uh is one of the best albums of the year with love a little lonely we got inside that album uh everything that went into its making of it even played me demos of songs over skype which was insane uh and just their tours coming up they're coming over to the uk with night rights all that sort of stuff so really Really, really great stuff. So uh, can't wait for you all to hear that. Subscribe. Let us know what you're feeling. Give us your questions. Talk to us about everything. We want to know what you want. What do we want to know you don't want? We want to know your favourite bands and who you want on the show. So uh, yeah, it's a goodbye from me. It's a goodbye from me. It's bye from me. Bye. Bye.